Born sometime in March of 2001, Jack Livingston Davis is a hack. Jack has tried his hand at many fields within the arts, screenwriting, acting, juggling, but he has struggled to make anything of note and frankly stands still at the same level of mediocrity he has for years. So now Jack has decided to take a turn into film criticism because anyone can do it, right? Wrong. Do not listen to this podcast. Robin. Yeah? What the heck are you doing? Oh, I'm just, I'm just recording the introduction to your podcast. I, I know. I was, I was listening in the other room. What the, <laughs> this isn't what I wrote for you. Oh, I know. I just decided to make a few edits to it. You, you don't need to make any edits. It was, it was, it was fine before. Uh, I just thought I could elevate the material a little bit. It was, you know, a bit droll if I say so myself. What's this about me juggling? I haven't juggled since I was six years old. Well, you weren't very good at it. Robin, I, I just wanted you to record an intro for my podcast. You, you rewrote the entire thing. What the heck, man? Well, if you weren't satisfied with my edits, you can try it yourself. I did. I did try it myself. I wrote a monologue for you to record. No need to. You know what? Forget it. Hi, I'm Jack. This is my podcast, Real the Real. Enjoy. Well, that was rather droll. Yeah, how's the production company? Uh, pretty good. I'm only really working for them sparingly. Like, okay. only on an as needed basis. Like the next time I work for them is October, the weekend of October 30th. So like the 30th through this first. Okay. I'm helping them shoot like some horror stuff because it's still spooky season. So cool. Is that, yeah. I thought you did most of your work for them. Is it, do you work for somewhere else too? No, I mean, I door dash to make money. Oh, <laughs> like I door- gotcha. Cool. <laughs> Do you have a car or, oh wait, you're at home. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Even when I was living on campus, I just parked my car in the city. Like I just found free parking all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. My friend would- suggested that I do Uber eats with my bike. And I'm like thinking about that because I have like, I think I have like 20 bucks in my bank account and I can't touch it because it's like below the debit card limit or something. So I have like no money. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you should definitely try to make some. Yeah. To meet the hustle yeah. team. But yeah, between that and I'm waiting on like test results and it's just been like, I don't know, like I felt like crap up until like a day or so ago and I still haven't like totally shaken it off. So I don't know. Plus I yeah. got all this homework, man. It's, it's nuts. But um, yeah, I guess today I was thinking we'd talk about the Netflix movies of 2020, past, present, and future. And then um, I went on Vulture and I pulled a pretty thick list of delayed movies that we could talk about because I have some I have some kind of hurt feelings over some of the movies that got delayed. Like, oh, I'm um, pissed about yeah. a few. But I think the first Netflix movie we should talk about, I haven't seen it, is uh, Hubie Halloween, you know? Hubie Halloween. Dude, <laughs> I am genuinely... I. I'm like the one, well, not the one, I guess there's clearly a market for it, but dude, I love Adam Sandler movies. I know they're awful. <laughs> like I, I address that they're bad, but like, I find them so entertaining. I don't know why. It's easy. Like you just got, you know, you just booze a little bit, watch some Adam Sandler. <laughs> like this summer I watched, um, I mean, granted, I don't watch that many of them. Like, yeah, I, uh, I watched, well, this summer, like my family and I all got drunk and watched um, Murder Mystery. Oh my God. Dude, I watched that with, my ex-girlfriend when it came out on Netflix and it was like 
I just remember it because I watched it with her, but it was like the weirdest freaking movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it was like fine. Like, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better than um. I've seen this movie like eight times, and I'm ashamed to say that. But uh, the ridiculous six. Did you ever see his movie, The Ridiculous oh, I Six? I purposely never saw that. Like, <laughs> dude, it is straight up garbage. But I cannot. Isn't like Taylor it. Lautner in that movie or something? Yeah, it's Taylor Lautner playing Lil Pete. It's Terry Crews, Harvey Keitel. No way. Uh, the dude from Lost, like the big guy from Lost. Oh my god. It's such a major cast. Um, what's his name? Luke Evans, is that his name? Luke Evans? I think so, yeah. He's in it. It might, he it might be a different movie too. No, then it's not him. No, that's the wrong, okay. dude. I'm thinking he's kind of he's like a he always plays like southern dudes. He's got the teeth. I don't know. I can't explain it. But um <laughs> but uh it's yeah, I've seen that movie like eight times because I watched it a lot when I was like maybe like late middle school, early high school, because yeah. my friends thought it was the dumbest shit. Hmm. And then when I was a stoner, I liked it because it was stupid. Yeah, um, definitely. I feel that. But then, yeah, no, my girlfriend... Well, like, another thing is, like, I get really into, like, the seasonal stuff. Like, I, I'm one of those guys. I love, like, spooky October. I'm watching I a bunch of horror. Christmas movies. I, I feel like that genre is lost on me for some reason. Oh, I love Christmas movies. I do. I, I am such a... I'm such a, like... I don't even know like what like words you'd use. Just like somebody that just goes all in for that shit. Like I don't like decorate like on my shit, but I will. Like yeah. when it's Christmas time, I'm drinking hot chocolate. I am watching movies. I'm listening you're to eggnog, like, or are you drinking hot chocolate? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. Like I, I, I'm doing all of it. So like okay. October, scary movies. I'm watching even not even just scary, just like spooky stuff, like ominous, atmospheric stuff. Like I, I get totally into the spooky. So when I found out there was going to be an Adam Sandler Halloween movie, I was like, are you kidding? Like, of course, I'm going to Buscemi's in it or something. Like, he gets, like, real people in these movies. Well, yeah, no, they're, they're, like, in his Rat Pack. He's in, like, everything. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's been, like, all of his movies. At least a lot of them. Yeah, he's been in, he was in both Grown Ups. Wow. Um, He was in Happy Gilmore. That's true, yeah. At least Steve Buscemi's having fun, man, you know? Yeah, he's just, he's doing his thing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. and I mean, Adam Sandler pays a lot too, so yeah, he gets like millions of dollars to make. I love movies. how Adam Sandler legit said, "Like, if I don't get an Oscar nomination for Uncut Gems, I'm gonna greenlight Grown Ups 3. And then he did not get an Oscar nominations for like Uncut Gems. And then he, like, he, I think he said, "Like, I'll go back to making shitty movies." And then he just did. Like, I uh, watch. I also watched uh, recently. It just came out. Uh, it's like in his Rat Pack, like Rob Schneider and David Spade's movie. Um, the wrong missy oh dude that looked so terrible i did it, not want to see that such a horrid film i hated da- shaven david spade like meets up with the wrong person or something like it yeah it looked- i mean i watched it and i mean it was i can't even explain like i they made just this i mean look the, the gags were funny like it was a goofy enough movie like the jokes were funny but like the yeah. the story was horrendous it was the most frustrating film to watch like yeah one of those were like you know in a lot of comedies the the whole point of the 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 comedy is oh things are going wrong for a person like i don't like that yeah like i don't have fun watching movies like that where it's like oh things are constantly going wrong i'm like it's such a simple solution yeah yeah I, a lot of people apparently think that's funny i don't some comedy movies do that really well and they kind of like advance on it like i know 
Woody Allen's not exactly on the top of everyone's list right now, but I, I only talk about it because I saw Annie Hall for the first time like this past summer. And to me, like, yeah, it's more of a relationship movie, but it is like a comedy and it like reminded me of like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with like its structure, except it came out in like late 60s or 70s or something. So I thought like comedies that are also innovative or like utilize drama in like a small extent are cool. And then I think like the story thing that David has where he talked about how like the basis of comedy is like things going wrong. But then I think to myself, like, that's true, but that doesn't mean there like has to be no story. Like, I don't know, some, some yeah. comedies literally have zero story. This one is just an extremely unlikable character mm-hmm. is replacing this seemingly perfect character. Yeah. And, and the main guy, I mean, do you care if I spoil it? Like not even like a little. Okay, <laughs> I didn't think so, but I don't want to. Uh, and it's, it's <laughs> like did not even. A little I'll bit never different. watch it. <laughs> it's like this, like so he meets this girl Missy who's great, but then he also went on a terrible date with this other girl Missy, and he yeah. gets to go on a vacation, and he texts the wrong, the wrong come with him, but he doesn't know that until it's the time. It's the wrong Missy, and she's the most horrid person, like painfully annoying, not yeah. that fun, and then we get to the end of the movie and he finally can like rekindle it with the right Missy. Yeah. And he like, he's like, no, this new Missy challenges me. Like she's everything I never knew I needed. And I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. (laughs) So it was like the happy ending for this, these terror. I'm like, wow, I would never want to be either of these people. Yeah. I also think like, I could be wrong. I shouldn't even know this. Cause I like, I just have movie facts, like whatever the branded, yeah, branded into my head for some reason. But like, I think the girl that plays um, the wrong Missy is also the girl that plays like Pete Holmes' girlfriend in that crashing show. Like the one that's all, the one that's about Pete Holmes' life. The, yeah, I didn't. Um, yeah, it's, I just saw it when it came out, but he plays like a version of himself. And I just remember thinking the girlfriend was like so annoying, but I don't know. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take a new exit after that Adam Sandler detour. But um, the next the next movie I want to talk about because I just um, some of them are Netflix movies that have come out that I've seen. Some of them have yet to come out. Um, this next one is coming out Friday. It's the Trial of the Chicago Seven movie. Um, yeah, I'm a little confused to be honest because I have read some reviews on it, um, which I need to stop doing before movies come out. But I read the AV Club review and it gave it like see something but um i'm really excited for it because i love sasha bar and cohen i think like i would have rather his queen movie instead of the ramen rami uh ramen malik the the ramen malik one um because sasha bar and cohen wanted to do like this huge rated r one but queen wasn't down for it um so he's in it jeremy strong my method actor idol is in Travel to Chicago 7, um, Eddie Redmayne with like this very interesting American accent is in it. Um, I might yeah. be missing a few people. Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who was in like Aquaman and uh, Watchmen. He was really Watchmen, good at Watchmen. Yeah. And he won. I was surprised. I think him and Regina King both won, which surprised me because Yaya watch- wasn't in it too much. What were you going to say? I said, did you watch Watchmen? It was really, yes. really good. Yeah, I did. 
it was parts um, of it were definitely confusing, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was yeah, it wasn't very cohesive, but it was still cool, especially like the end, like the yeah, last three. Totally. But yeah, no, the Travis Chicago Seven, I'm definitely like hyped for it. I'm always down for a big release, like an anticipated movie. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know too much of the plot. I have heard though that it's extremely political. Like the movie yeah. very much takes a stance on something. I don't even know what it's about. Like I don't even know what they're on trial for. I forget but what I, Chicago Seven. I think it was in the '60s or '70s. Um, I should have researched that, but I forget what it is. Yeah, but I all I know is that like apparently it, it really uh, you know, some people will definitely not like it. Apparently is is what I hear. Um, so it, it might stir up some conversations. Um, uh, but also a, a little fun fact about that movie is it filmed at my sister's boyfriend's college so he like got to see them like he was like walking through school and he's all of a sudden he's like yo that's sasha baron cohen what the fuck and he, he like yeah. looked and he's like look like that and they found out, like they were shooting like yeah. in his school building so uh-huh. like they like i guess they used it for something or other yeah i'm i'm excited just because like a it's an ensemble movie b it's aaron sorkin he wrote like social network and all these great things but um I've heard a similar thing about Aaron Sorkin that I have about Charlie Kaufman. Um, these people that start as writers and then they direct their own movies. And it's like after they started directing, almost like the Charlie Kaufman cases, like it's better when they were writing and not directing. So I just hear like the movies can be a little more convoluted. They can be a little more not streamlined and stuff like that. So I do... I'm excited for Trial of Chicago 7 because of the cast. I love Jeremy Strong with all my heart. Um, I think Kelvin Harrison Jr. from like Loose and Waves is also in it. He's like a big up and coming dude. He was nominated for a Spirit Award the same year Adam Sandler won it for Uncut Gems. Um, He was in that Waves movie I really, really liked with Sterling K. Brown or whatever his name is. But I'm wondering if the movie might be a little hollow. I don't know. I love the whole character acting thing it seems to have going on like all of them are doing voices and have like thick costumes so i mean i'm always a sucker for that but i yeah. don't know what the end product's gonna look like yeah and no. speaking of jeremy strong did you see uh the last thing i just saw him in it's a little uh, it was a little while ago but it was um the gentleman did you see that with matthew mcgonaghy i did <laughs> he's very weird in that movie <laughs> yeah, he's funky. i liked it though i thought that was a really cool movie i, I thought it was my dad bought it on demand and I remember being really excited for it when it was coming out in theaters. That might've been one of the COVID casualties, but um, the, the structure of it just kind of graded on me. I didn't, I didn't like the whole, like the framing devices like Hugh Grant writing this story or whatever. And like some of the stuff didn't actually happen. I just like, I thought it was it like some people said it was like Guy Ritchie like recycling his old movies or something like I don't know it I appreciated no, I, it but yeah wasn't your thing no but, um also I know you mentioned Charlie Kaufman directing his own movies did you watch that uh I'm thinking of ending things yeah that's on my that's on the list of things I was gonna talk about that um that movie fucking bummed me out yeah really stressed me out I mean I ultimately think i liked it i think i enjoyed my time i don't know like i <laughs> it was so weird like so off. and yeah and it like highlighted things that like stress me out like i always hate like 
dementia and Alzheimer's and that shit. Definitely. And, like people like going like manic, like losing their minds. I hate stuff like that. Really, like, my um, biggest fears on top. Yeah, so of I was extremely stressed watching the movie. But then when I read and I also I didn't get it. Like I didn't understand what, what I was supposed to receive from watching it. Like I didn't under like I didn't really yeah. retain anything from it other than the fact that I was depressed. Um <laughs> I, but then I like read online this guy like explained because apparently the book, it's like a it's a book apparently. I've read the book. Yeah. And apparently the book is way better. Yep. And the guy like explained what's what was supposed to be happening. And once I read that, I was like, oh, I get it now. Exactly. But the same thing. I would have, I never would have gotten that out of the film. Like I had no idea yeah. that that was happening. Yeah. Like um, reading that, I was like, oh, that's cool. I wish they had explained that instead mm-hmm. of just told me in a weird like message symbol, like fucking symbolic way. So I've read the book like twice. Um, it's one of my favorite books I've ever read. Um, it's this really weird book um a lot of it takes place inside the narrator the unnamed girl's head um that caller thing that like it touches on in the movie is way bigger in the book like her calling herself um the the revelation of the book and this is spoilers for anyone who hasn't read the book is basically once she gets to the school the book is way much the book is way better at like becoming a horror movie. Like the book actually gets pretty scary once she enters the school. Um, And she thinks she's being chased by the janitor. And then she sees the janitor like kill himself or something in front of her. But then you get this revelation that she, Jake and the janitor are essentially all the same person because the janitor is just an older version of Jake imagining what would have happened if he had talked to this girl that he saw at the bar a while ago, like decades ago. And in the movie, it that's the only thing it kind of touches on where she's like, she's suddenly like talking and she's like, it feels like years since I've seen Jake or something like that's the only part it touches on in the book. It's way more clear. And it's basically like Jake met this girl at the bar and never said hi to her so what we thought was happening the whole movie was just this manuscript that the janitor had written and like died with so the stuff we thought was reality was really imagination and then when stuff got weird like that was basically closer to reality and yeah it's just like the book is so poignant and like cool and that's why I was super excited for the movie, especially that Charlie Kaufman was making it. And then the runtime was just grating on me. I love Jesse Plemons and I like Jesse Buckley a lot. Like she's kind of this new up and coming actress. But um, the movie really, like I appreciated it, but I need to rewatch it. Like, I don't know how much I loved it. I don't know. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't vibe with, I mean, I don't really vibe with anybody in the movie. I guess that's kind of the problem. But I didn't like the the girl, and I thought that actress. It felt very like, but I guess that's a reflection of the guy. I don't know, but like the way that she spoke, like pissed me off. Yeah, like which, weird. Like that whole like when she recites, I mean, he did too, but she just did it more. 
because she had more opportunities to talk but like the way like the conversations they had were so like so weird highbrow and odd yeah. like you know and i felt like the writer was just trying to be like i'm smart like yeah. it, it just like sneezing in my face i was like yeah. i don't know, like it, I, it was pretty unenjoyable for me but like when she does the pauline kale impression doing the film review or something like yeah I like my friend i'm like why did she do a pauline kale impression and just recite like the whole film review and my friend was like i don't know man like no idea and then she said a poem for about seven fucking minutes of the runtime yeah. yeah. in the car i'm like bro you're gonna make me fucking blow my brains out yeah. this is not that good but <laughs> yeah. i read i'm like oh there's a 16 minute car take that's cool and then i saw the movie and i'm like there was a 16 minute car take like goddamn <laughs> but um of her just talking yeah I don't know that yeah, one. I remember sitting there, we're like, I I feel like I like this movie, but it's taking a really long time to make to prove it to me. <laughs> yeah, and the third act was all just like this surrealism, and some reviews were like, yeah, the movie packs none of the, uh, like basically Charlie Kaufman takes away all the twists of the book and like reinterprets it in the third act, and I was just dis like I was like, the yeah. book cool because of like the twists and stuff and the whole unreliable narrator thing i don't know and i just i thought it was gonna be like going into it my friends and i all thought it was gonna be um more like a midsummer situation like yeah. it was gonna actually be scary and like creep me out but it, it ended up just being really like existential and yeah it was not weird. it was not a it was not a scary movie by the in any <laughs> Because they said thriller, so I was like, oh, I, I don't even know if I'd call it that. No. Um, I guess it's its own thing, which is a, which is an experience in its own. But Yeah. I just thought he doled out all the good parts of the book, which was kind of weird. But <laughs> I don't know. The next, have you seen um, The Devil All the Time? I did. You did. I watched I it. Did. Yeah. I watched it a week or two ago. I was pleasantly surprised by it. I really enjoyed it. I, um... I, it felt like you ever see Sling Blade. I've heard of it. I know exactly what it's about, but I have not it's seen it. A lot like Sling Blade, okay. uh, like the that vibe, and I liked it. Like it was one of those movies that I feel like hasn't been made in a while, so yeah. I liked that like a new version of yeah. that, where it's like, oh, we're down country, and I'm telling you the story. Like I like, yeah. which is you know, just when you have like some old narrator man with a really cool voice tell you a story. Mm -hmm. Which is a weird thing to say, but it's like, I feel like no movies have been made like that in a while. And it was cool. Yeah, they called it a gothic drama. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll like that. But then I watched it and I was like, I was like, okay, like this is a really cool ensemble movie. And um, like parts of it were very like dark and um, like slightly disturbing, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Yeah, no, I really, I really liked it. I thought Tom Holland was good. Yeah, I thought I was going to hate him, dude. I thought I was not going to like it because he's like the lead of the movie. Also, Eliza Scanlon, who plays his sister, also very good. I forget. I think she died somehow. I forget Little how. Women. Huh? That was the girl from Little Women, right? She played yeah. yep. the one that gets like Scarlet Fever or whatever. Right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Robert Pattinson was good. Yeah. He was very like menacing or whatever. He's, he's um i i really liked uh like the serial killer storyline 
Oh, with the Riley Kioff like, and Jason Clark. I forgot. And the waitress. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that storyline. I thought yeah. that was good. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I didn't love, I remember, I think the part I liked the least was the Sebastian Stan storyline. You didn't really get one that it much. It wasn't explained. Like his his role was not explained very well. Like, yeah. And it just kind of came to a dead end. But um, I was a little confused when the climax involved um, Sebastian Stan and Tom Holland because I was like, I forgot like why Sebastian Stan had beef with Tom Holland. Honestly, like yeah, like that's what I mean. It was just it was odd. It yeah. was just it, a little unexplained. But at least the first part of the movie was I thought very good. Yeah, Tom Holland getting revenge for his sister being attacked was cool too. What happened to the sister again? These kids just like fucked with her. Like it wasn't anything too intense. But, like Robert Pattinson got her pregnant, and then I forget what happened. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about. I was talking about when like he beat up the kids in the garage. But oh, um, yeah. I know what you're saying. But yeah, no, Robert. She, he raped her, got her pregnant, and she thought that she was like a problem. So then she killed herself. Oh, I forgot. She hung herself in like their their like outhouse. Oh yeah, and he was trying to get her down. I remember that. Yeah, that was kind of freaky. Yeah, it's messed up. I love like Jojo Pattinson. That's one of the things I'd ever seen. That scene in Jojo Rabbit. I was sitting in the theater just like, yeah. what? And it's all in the shoes. Like, they don't show her face. You're just like, oh, those are the shoes yeah. she was wearing. Like, I know. that. Yeah, that was horrible. Um, But yeah, no, yeah. I, I saw and liked. I can never say I liked. It was a little too long. Yeah, a little. But I, I, like, I thought it was fine. Also, the guy from Harry Potter was... He had a fun role. Oh, who, he was like the pale dude, right? He was the yeah, like the guy that played Dudley in yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, with the spiders on him. Oh yeah, that scene when he was in like the woods. That was like it was just it was very like oh, and he kills Mia Wasikawa. Yeah, it was a very. I don't even know how to like word it. Like, too like hyper realistic movie. Like it was just so much. Yeah, especially with the violence. Um, but like I, I, I did enjoy that. Like I like when a movie pushes my buttons like that, where it just makes you kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, which is like I wish I'm thinking of ending things had pushed my buttons in like that way and not in like the oh I feel like cripplingly depressed. Like I wish it was like oh I'm a little scared right now. But like when they start dancing in the school, I'm like all right, I'm like checked out. Like I don't I don't get it. But yeah, Robert Pattinson um, would not take a dialect coach for the devil all the time and i'm worried that i idolized the wrong actors because i like read that i'm like i'm like that's cool like i could create my own southern accent like i'll, I'll just do that but he like he's he's yeah. so like out of it sometimes yeah no yeah he can be a, he's a bit of a character mm -hmm. when it comes to offset like he like hates rehearsing and shit. He's like, I just have to feel it organically. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that would be a really difficult person to yeah. work with. And then I, I think Shia LaBeouf and someone, no, Robert De Niro was in a movie with someone. It might've been Shia LaBeouf and like one of them, like Shia LaBeouf would not rehearse and Robert De Niro like always did. And like they had a, yeah, it, no, it was Joker. Joaquin Phoenix wouldn't rehearse. And Robert De Niro was like, I have rehearsed for like every movie, so we're doing it. But then I don't think Joaquin. Yeah, I know it was like that. Robert Pattinson had the same issue on The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a big thing with that. Like, 
Willem Dafoe from was had a huge Broadway and theater background, so he always mm-hmm. had to rehearse. Robert Pattinson was like, "No, I experience everything in the moment." And then like, mm-hmm. like they ended up butting heads a couple times because of that. I don't, I don't totally misunderstand, but like, if someone tells me to rehearse, I'm not so like, I'm not so like decided in well, my craft that like he wasn't like, "No, I'm not," but he was like, he was pissed. Like he was like, "I don't want to do this, but I will." I guess like, yeah, that was sort of what it was. Um, I guess sticking to like things close by is, uh, I am not much seems to be coming out in terms of like horror. I know normally like a lot of like horror things come out. I know there's the haunting a blind manor for Netflix, um, new Hill house show. Oh, I did not hear about that. And uh, yeah, it just released. And then, um, they're making this like iPhone horror movie at the end of the month where it's like, I, I, I just think it's cool that like movies really are like a sign of the times, I guess it's cause now yeah. like a hard about like social media and shit like that. But um, it's called come play. Have you heard about that? No. It's like this kid, I don't know much about it. It's this kid, I guess he like chats online. I, I might be butchering what the plot is, but he like chats online with this creature or something that he thinks is like his friend, but really it's this monster that's like hunting him and his mom. Huh. So he's like using the kid to like get close to him or something. And it's called come play. I don't know, but it's like, that seems cool. I'm excited to see that. That reminds it's me of um the Babadook or whatever. I haven't seen the Babadook, but I did see on Hulu, this movie, the Nightingale by the same director. And that was like pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I remember watching the Babadook and I thought it was fucking nuts. I bet I would like it even more now. Cause I wasn't really into film then, but that's yeah. a really good movie. If I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen that. Have you seen? I just rewatched the scariest movie of all time. What? Which is not, but to me it is. Is um Insidious. Ooh. You ever seen Insidious, James Wan? Yeah. Dude, when I was like twelve, I, I don't know when that came out. What twenty eleven? So I was what thirteen. Uh-huh. That movie seriously scared me for like, like deep into my core. Like watching it again, I was like, oh my god, I'm like. I'm fucking twenty one years old and I'm still freaked out by this movie. <laughs> A little off putting. Yeah. yeah, it was just so it's got that uncomfortable horror where it's like you're just you're never comfortable. Yeah. I don't um, remember the conjuring being super scary though, but I don't know. Yeah, no, it was that was more like exorcist scary, where it was just like very like like oh like I, I hated that. Where yeah. just like someone will like scream at you or like someone will break their neck or something, and you're like, oh yeah. like it's not very cerebral, it's very like you know, a demon telling you to like go fuck yourself or something. And you're yeah. like, oh. And the one scene where the, like the woman, what's her name, like Bathsheba, is like on the wardrobe or something, and is like, doing oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, other than that, I don't remember anything that's scary. In yeah, like I think I watched Poltergeist over the summer with this girl, and I was, and we were both like, like that was not scary at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like her staring excited, at the TV. Excited to watch uh, Krampus at Christmas time. A little yeah. horror. <laughs> I'm what the fuck? What is wrong with you? Like, I never saw that on purpose. I was like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to. A little horror Christmas film. Oh yeah, because that those are two genres that need to get blended. (laughs) Oh, how about Fat Man? You gonna see Fat Man? I've heard of it. I don't know if I'm gonna see it. (laughs) I am. (laughs) <laughs> why don't you, uh, why don't you give us all the synopsis for Fat Man for those who don't know? Uh, oh, Fat Man is a Mel Gibson vehicle. Uh, 
where I don't know if he's directing it. I don't he think plays, so. But he plays a version of Santa Claus that yeah. is that has a hit out on him because a child was disappointed in the gifts that they got on Christmas. Yep. And it's already getting Oscar buzz. Um, yes. Yeah. Golden Globes. I mean, it's a shoe in. I yeah. mean, it's going to be art. And I am so I think excited. Zendaya just recently joined that movie. I'm pretty oh sure. Oh, my God. Kidding? On the heels of her Emmy win. Yeah. I think. Dude, Walton Goggins uh, no. plays um, no. the hitman. Are you serious? <laughs> he plays the hitman that's after Santa. Yes. Wow. Mel Gibson follows up Hacksaw Ridge with a. Did you see the Independent I, I, Spirit I really Awards thing? Or what were you saying? No, I was just saying I really loved Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, it was a great movie. I only saw it once, but it's not my favorite Andrew Garfield vehicle. But um, did you Sorry, see the but... thing on Independent Spirit Awards? One of the monologues that John Mulaney and Nick Kroll did, they were like, I forget what Mel Gibson did, but they were like, if you were ever wondering how long it takes to. Uh, publicly forgive a person for this we have the answer now eight years because mel gibson like made hacksaw ridge and then suddenly was fine again but um yeah that was weird did you see i watched like a couple of days ago maybe like two days ago um my friend's seen the play i have not seen the play but i saw the boys in the band movie the boys in the band no i didn't watch my family wants to watch that soon i think uh-huh. that's next on our list yeah. i know i I remember the play coming out and wanting to see it, um, but I haven't. I heard, um, I heard that it's good, but I heard that there's like dancing in it, and apparently the dancing is bad. That's what yeah. I heard. Dancing's weird. There's not like a dance sequence, but they do dance a bit. Um, I like it. It's it's very interesting. Um, I told my friend I didn't like the beginning because it was way too much like it was way too much like a play. Like it was just all dialogue and it was like all um, these guys like liberally using the FAG word to show that they're not happy about being gay. And it was just, it was like this like dry dialogue that was supposed to be funny. And I just like was not feeling it. But then when it started becoming like the birthday party that it's centered around and there's the straight college roommate who visits him, not knowing that like, his roommate's gay and like all of his friends at the party are gay. So it gets very like, who's afraid of Virginia Wolfie and um, Jim Parsons is really good. He kind of plays this dude who I think he like goes to church at the end or or not like, it's not a big plot point, but like he really does not like the fact that he's gay. Like if he had a choice about it, he would change it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Matt Bomer's in it. Matt Bomer's good. Zachary Quinto is pretty good. I love Andrew Rannells, man. Like, my friend lent me. Hey, guys. This is Jack. Thank you for listening. Um, If you liked what we had so far, I have part two coming to you next Friday. So come back then. Thanks.